Okay, today's daf is daf chavchet, and yesterday we began the Mishnah where it says, place, we're discussing placing a kli tachat haner, the lekabel nitzotzot. We're talking about placing a kli itself underneath a candle, sorry, a candle, a lamp, to catch the sparks, not the wax. And then we differentiate between two different cases yesterday. And we says you're not, a, not allowed to even fill that with water. Now, this is interesting. That means not, not only on Shabbat, but even on Eregontov, you're not allowed to fill that kli with water. Now, what's the concern? Let me just fill in a few gaps here. The Korbanator says, Because if you did that on Erev Shabbos, you'd end up doing it on Shabbat itself. Now, which is very interesting, because a lot of the things we say, even if you did it on Shabbat, if anything is a malach on Shabbos, you're allowed to do on Erev Shabbos first, it goes into Shabbos, like setting up a trap. As the Korbanator continues, That's different. Shani hacha, here it's different. Kevin de mimela hu lo mimela hu lo chashiv le malacha. Since there's something that's sort of going to happen on its own, like the sparks fall into it, that's what he says, it's not a malacha. Whereas other mafarshim think there's a tosfot explain that since people don't perceive by having this water and the sparks falling into it, by pouring, like in other words, filling it with water on Shab, like on Shabbos as being anything, therefore they might treat it lightly. So we have to, they're more machmir to extend the xera even to Arab Shabbat. Now the question is, what's wrong with um, filling with water on Shabbat itself. So there's a we're going to see an explanation of the Gemara now, but I'm going to fill in some gaps here from the your, that you might be familiar with, familiar with from the Mishnayot or Bubbly, and that might be uh, as point of contrast. And this is this is going to be a common theme in today's Duff, because sometimes our perceptions of what the Bubbly says and not necessarily what the Rishami says, as is going to be clear in the next sugya as we turn over the, as we go into the next parak. But um, so the the understanding is is the concern was if you feel it on Shabbat. It might be as you're filling it in, sparks might be coming in. You can machaba be a dime. You actually mamash can be extinguish it. Like it'll be sparking away as you're filling it in. Another understanding, you might makarib. You might lift it up to catch the sparks, and you're also then, then doing a mesa. It's not something you may make. That's the way the mafarishim explain it or the, in, um, on the Mishnahs. However, here what's interesting is as follows: The Gemara now says, "Below you ten lotocha ma'im v'neshu machaba." Rabbi Shimon ben B'shem Rabbi Zira says that's shita Rabbi Yossi. Now, what do you mean that's shita Rabbi Yossi? That relates to another debate. Now, what the debate is, is it's a, it's a machlok in terms of if there's a fire on Shabbat. According to Chachamim, you can place all these kalim around and make a fence, like a firewall, to stop the fire from spreading. You're even allowed to do that whether they're full or empty. Rabbi Yossi, however, says you cannot do it with new jugs full of water. Why can't you do it with new jugs full of water? Because the new jugs won't be able to stand in front of the fire. They'll end up smashing, and then it'll end up spilling everywhere. And then putting out the fire. And that's what's called garam kibui. That's called, uh, you're causing, it's not directly extinguishing, but your garam kibui is a problem. So it sounds like Rabbi Yossi says garam kibui is not good. Okay? Now, what's interesting here, it's a, it's a, even more remote, it's a garam kibui that's lola hedya. Okay? So the, what the point is, is that now the Gemara says, I would have thought, but had you not said that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yossi, I would have thought that Machlok between Rabbi Yossi and Chachamim was different. So what's that? It says, I'm Rabbi Yossi, I've been a Sabri, Meir, Ma'pligin, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbanan, you have to say Rabbi Yossi here. Besha, besha, asa, mechitza, shalkelim. I would have thought the Machlok is only if you're making this mechitza, shalkelim. In other words, you've got these jug, new jugs of, of water acting as your firewall. Aval im asa, mechitza, shalmayim. If, however, you actually made a moat, if you like, you started pouring water around it, then Chachamim would have agreed that that would be Asur to do because even though that's Garam Kibui, that's more Behedya Garam Kibui. Okay? I mean, it's, it's, 
more direct than that was well, still indirect, but it's more direct, if I like, than a jug full of water that might end up cracking. However, now that you've told me, Mimanda Amar, now you've told me how he and a Mishnah, Mada Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bishem Rabbi Zira, that our mission is Rabbi Yossihi, and that is a Garam Kibu, that's a direct one, and you've said that is only Shita Rabbi Yossi, no Chachamim, then I understand the Chachamim would hold Hada Amra Filuasamechitza Shomayim We understand, therefore, that. Chachamim would hold even even more direct gram chiboy or gram chiboy lehedya. They are matir. Okay, so let's just go over this one more time. And it was the habamina was is machlokets only when it's a uh, gram chiboy lol lehedya, more remote, if you like, gram chiboy. That's when Rabbi Yossi says you cannot use these kalim to as a firewall full of water. Chachamim say you can. However, if it was more direct around it, like you just put water around the fire to stop it from spreading, or effectively will end up extinguishing it, then Chachamim would agree, even though it's Garam Kibui, it's no good. However, since our Mishnah talking about the, the put, filling up this cleat, if you like, on Shabbos with water, to capture sparks is no good. And we've said that's only Shita Grebiosi, and that case is a case of Gram Kibui Lehedya, that must mean the Chachamim would hold, not like we assumed. The Gram Kibui is also Mutar, and putting that little moat around the thing would be more tough. That's the way, again, Yerushalmi and Sandesugya. And I think it's different to the way we explained it, um, according to like the Mepharshim, as explained or Bavli, etc. Okay, with that, we say Hadron Alach Perakakira. Hadrach Perakira, sorry, Hadron Alach Perakira. Now we deal with the case of Hatmanam. Bemet Tomnim or Bemet Ein Tomnim. Now here, the, the idea is, is when it comes to Shabbat, and we're talking about Arab Shabbat, you're not allowed to do Hat, well, on Shabbat itself, you're not allowed to do Hatmana. We're going to try and understand why that is. On Erev Shabbos, you're not allowed to do Hatmana with things that are called Mosif Hevel. Things that appear to increase the heat. Now, I've seen different explanations in terms of what this means from a scientific perspective. One understanding I thought I heard is that those things that, that, um, there are certain things that have a, um, what's called the exothermic reactions, meaning as there's a, as they decompose or whatever happens, they emit heat. So they can be a source of heat. So, however, I'm not sure that actually works with all the things that said in our Mishnah. So I'm not sure. But anyway, the Chachamim understand that there are certain things, what's called Mosif Hevel, and certain things that aren't Mosif Hevel. They're simply Shomer simply uh, insulate in the classic sense of keep things um, warm. Okay? So the things we're not allowed to insulate in Rav Shabbos are things that are um, uh, a Mosif Hevel. So the Gemara now says, as our Mishnah says, ain't talking but the gefet, gefet, we said is this peat, the leftover squashed out of olives and like, which is manure, which is salt, which is lime, which is sand, whether they are moist or whether they are dry. Now, I've deliberately not explained what the issue with Hatmana is, because we'll discuss that when we get to the Gemara. And that continues, let's continue through the list. Loba Tevin, which is straw, Loba Muchin, we said that's all anything soft things like the tufts of wool. Loba Zugim, Loba Asavim. Um, zog, like zag, zagim is um, like uh, pressed. I think it's um, pressed out grapes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and also velobasavim is like grass. Bezmanchem lachim when they're moist. Aval tomnim weikano atmana is when they're keshem yaveshim when they're dry. And then also says you can can do atmana important. This is all talking about Arab Shabbat, so insulating, covering a clay to keep it warm. Um, food that is tomnim baksuk with his clothing pair with produce kanfiyona which is like literally wings of, of doves, but that would be feathers. Norat shel pishtan, which is small little pit. Norat is like little pieces of fine bits of flax. Minasorat shel chareshim, which is sawdust. It is daka, which is fine. However, Rabbi Yehuda says, asu badaka umater begasa. He says, actually, if it's fine, it's a problem. It's mosif evel. 
And if it's coarse or thicker, then it is okay. Now, what's the issue about mana? In the past, I mentioned, and this is kind of a danger that I have when I start looking at other Mepharshim other than Rabbi Chaim, is I said to you, this is the way the, the Bavli explains it, is that the issue is Shema Yatmin and Beremetz, that you might start um, insulating some, some hot ashes and Shema Yechetel okay, that you might have stoking it. Okay, that's why I've explained it before. And if you look at the, the, the what we're going to see in the Gemara now, it doesn't seem to be saying that's the reason we're about to see. And the, the way that Pnei Moshe, what the Pnei Moshe does, which I think means his, his shita, we see quite a lot, that he tries to bring together Yerushalmi and Babel as much as possible. I'm not sure, I'm not academic in this sense, but that's what I've, I've noticed. He actually tries to explain the two going hand in hand. However, it's quite clear the Ribaz, and I think that's where Abhaim explains it as well, because you don't see him making this reference to the Shema, the issue of Remetz, as we'll say later on as well, is because you might Shemiya Khatebekhalim. Is he the the Ribaz quite clearly says, no, that's Shemiat Mimba Remetz is the Bavli's explanation. What we're going to see now is the Yerushalmi's explanation, that they are different, they don't go they don't go together. Again, it's important to do that because um, we we are sort of sometimes blinded by our uh, or, or programmed by our bubble explanation and um, and make it wrong assumptions or or okay I should say, shouldn't say wrong assumptions but there's a debate in terms of what the assumption would be when we open up a sugi like this okay a lot of introductions today but let's continue but may tell me anytime then says now the question is why can't you do hatmana with something to mosif ever and that says um, says lefisha brim halalu rotrim because you might have something that's already very hot, and these things are rotrim or martichim. They will end up making things even hotter, right? They increase heat. There's another saying somehow increases heat. Okay, so what's going to happen? And then you're actually not going to want it to be so hot. You'll end up taking off the the thing that's that's insulating it. Then tashim, and then it ends up weakening. If you like, it ends up lotochiado. Uh, Meaning it will cool down, and then you'll mach zero, and then you'll insulate it again. Vehen mosifim raticha, and it's going to end up being mosif hevel, as we said. It's going to end up heating it up. Now, the way I'm explaining this again is quite Rav Chaim. All the, everyone explains it very, very differently, um, and that's why it's, it was a lot of work to get this to get this together. So, what's the issue? As we said, is is that the issue is is that you'll end up doing what's called tchilat hatmana. You'll end up effectively Rewrapping it up again on Shabbos in this thing that's Mosif Hevel. Now, normally, things that aren't Mosif Hevel, when you just rewrap it up again, so in other words, it was insulated before Shabbos, you're allowed to put it back in again. It's not considered Tchilat Hatmana. But something that's Mosif Hevel, because it's if like introducing something new, it's as if you sort of disregard the fact you it was pre existing before Shabbos wrapped up. It's like you're wrapping it up on Shabbos itself. Now, what's the issue with that? He says, because it says, V'tchilat atmana da'asur, v'shabat hainu taima she'im natir lo atmana, ati latiach v'shabas. It sounds like the concern is you'll end up coming to heat it up on Shabbos. That's sort of the issue of v'tchilat atmana on Shabbos. That's what it sounds like. And now we add as follows. U ke reb lazar ben nazaria. So you, you want to say something? No. U ke reb lazar ben nazaria. Now what's a reb lazar ben nazaria? And that's a case of as follows. And this relates to another uh, Mishnah or Machlok, we'll see. And this is talking about a Kedera, a pot. And this, this is the part, of, by the way, when we start reading it, everyone explains it very differently. But this is referring to a pot that itself was insulated with all this Gizet Semer, all these tufts. Now they are Mukta, okay? 
So according to Rebbe Lazar, he said, Rebbe Lazar ben Azar Omer, Kupa Matel that if you want to extract anything out of it, you've got to tip it on its side. But you can't take that pot out of it. Why? Because the concern is if you take the pot out of insulated area, it'll collapse. All those tufts, if you like, will collapse. And then you're going to handle it with your hands, all these issues of muktzah and stuff, in order to put it back in again. Okay? Um, I'll read you. Ruchayim Shema Yitit Katel Agoma. Chipola Gizim Lamakomo Shavakta. Right? All the Gizim will fall in. Via Asu Bechasara. And you're allowed to put it back in. Shim Machzir. Because if you're going to put it back in, Machzir Menanea Gizim. Shu Muktzim. You're going to move them about. And the Muktzah. So in the forest, like I said, explained it. Why are they Muktzah? The Gizay Tzemer don't have a Shem Kli. They're just Tafts of all. Okay. Even though you've been miyachid them for this particular purpose, um, are you right? If I'm miyachid for this purpose, why wouldn't it be? But I don't know the understanding is it's muktzah. Okay. Um, now the question is: So Rebbeliezer, now see how this works. Rabbi Azman Azara says, if I take it out, I, I don't let you take it out because I'm choshesh that you're going to end up going to put it back in the isur. You hear? Um, it says hilkach matmin semer. Um, therefore, you got to only tip it on side and extract what you want. But the Chachamim said there's no concern. You can take it out and you can put it back. And if it falls, we're not concerned. You're going to put it back. Okay, that's the Chachamim position. So how is at this Mishnah like? Um, so how is this uh, understanding like Rebbe Lazar? Because Rebbe Lazar, because Rebbe Lazar and Lazar says I'm not going to let you do something out of concern. You're going to put it back. Okay, so that's a case of Atmana. So that's our case as well. I'm not going to allow you to add hatmana b'davar shemusif hevel because I'm concerned you're going to open it up and then put it back be isur. So the concern I'm, I mean, I don't want to let you do something. I'm concerned you'll end up doing something later on by putting it back be isur. Seems to align with Shira Rabbalaza ben Azaria. Again, his case was the case of this uh, pot that was in a, like in a in a big kupa in a, in a box that was had all this wool in it, and I don't want you to take it out. I'm concerned it's going to collapse. You're going to have to put. You're going to end up putting it back be isur. That aligns what we just said on our Mishnah, that I, well, the, the Svar of the Yerushalmi here, that I'm not going to allow you to atmana on an Erev on Shabbos with something Mosef Hevel, because I'm concerned that what's going to happen, it comes to Shabbos, if it goes to Shabbos, it's going to be too hot. I'm going to open it up, and then I might end up putting it back in that Devashim Mosef Hevel that I'm allowed to do. Okay? Because I'm, I'm, I'm saying us for something now, I'm concerned I'm going to put it back, because I'm scared you're going to put it back, the Isu. Okay? You're saying the whole thing is a question of Muxa. Uh No, so... So, um, it's, uh, so Muktz is a case of the Muchin. Clearly, that insulate. Our thing, Mosif Hevel, is that Xera Shemi Artiach. That's the, uh, it's a different reason. But, but what's common, you're right. In other words, it's not exactly the same. The cases aren't exactly aligned because this Muchin isn't something Mosif Hevel. But the, the logic behind the concern, meaning I don't want you to do something now, I'm concerned you're going to do something later, the Isur, is common between the two. That's the way. That's why Gen Reb Chaim explains it. By the way, the um, the uh, other Mefarshim, like the, the Ribaz, as he continues, says it actually got to do with the Din matter itself. Okay? But, um, uh, but I, again, I don't want to confuse everyone because, again, we're going Aderech, uh, if you like. Okay. Now the Gemara says, but Taman Taninam. Here it's important to understand what we're talking about is not a continuation, but like another, kind of like another idea. And this is really important. Because here, Reb Chaim says we're dealing with something why that that um, something like those things like clothing and things like that, like we said in our Mishnah. And what's very interesting, the Ribaz says it goes into lengthy, but just the beginning of it, he says, is that this Tamantanin on this is what we're going to be learning here, this Mishnah, 
is important because it's from here that we learn the Isravatmana Badvashainu Mosifero. Okay, but something that doesn't add heat, because otherwise you don't have it anywhere. Meaning our mission was only talking about Hatmana, Badavar, Sha Mosif Hevel, the of doing that. But here we here we're talking about um the problem of doing Hatmana, not on Erev Shabbos, but on Shabbos itself, Badavar Sha Eno Mosif Hevel. Something doesn't increase heat like garments. Okay. So that's why it says Safek Hashecha, Safek Losha Hashecha, meaning you're allowed to do Hatmana in during Benash Mashot, but Davar importantly, but Davar Sheino Mosif Hevel. And we say Mibnei Shalom Hashecha. Hain Hashecha, we see quite clearly from that Mishnah, it's Asulit Mon Mahim. You know that you have to matter, but the Varsha Eino Mosif Hevel. Okay? So again, as Rebaz says, here's our Mishnah that gives us a source of something that's Eino Mosif Hevel, something doesn't increase it, you know that you have to matter on Shabbos itself. So the Gemara now tries to understand what's the issue of doing Atmana on Shabbos itself. So again, we've got two opinions here in Yerushalmi. Now, here, drop down a line and we're going to come back up again, okay? So the first thing is, up the way Rukhain sort of changes around, it says, Because of the concern of, of the chashad. What's a chashad? According to uh, Rukhain, it says, If you're going to do Atman on Shabbos, Yomru, people will say, do you heated it on Shabbos? And now, it's only now that you've taken off the kira. Okay? Meaning, like, normally you, you insulate things when you take it off the stove, not hours later. So it must be that now you must have heated it up on the stove, and now you do atmana, and now there's some sort of chashad. Some sort of suspicion got to do with being over in the Israel Bishul. Okay? That's what it sounds like. However, if you go back up a line, however, Taman Amrin, they say there, in Israel, that is, sorry, in Babel, says, Mitnei bitul beith midrash. What's bitul be mitrash could do anything? It says sheim omer at losh who mutar. If you say that it's mutar to add this hatmana, but the varsha ain't mosif evel on Shabbat, afu ain't osel to kol tzachoveon. He won't do all the Shabbos preparations before Shabbos, and then what's going to happen on Shabbos is going to be doing all these things on Shabbos, and it's bitul be midrash presumably because shayu ba'im. Reb Chaim says shayu ba'im lebeit midrash b'shabbat mechashecha. When Shabbos came in at night time, they used to go to the base midrash. So in order to make sure everything's like absolutely everything's done before Shabbos, so they wouldn't mavatel be midrash. Said all your admana, everything has to be done before Shabbos. Even the stuff that technically you could do on Shabbos has to be done before Shabbos. There's not not issue of chashad, just it's a bitul be midrash. Interesting point. And it said, and it says mitoch shat marlov. When you say him asu, you can't do this admana af who oseh oto kol tzorchol mibodyom. Therefore, what's going to happen? People are going to do everything mibodyom, and they'll be able to come immediately mechshachasheicha and learn the base midrash. Okay. So my nafkeminim, what's the difference? What's a nafkeminim between um, things that are uh, the, between with that issue of again davashe enumosifevel? That is importantly because mosifevel we discussed already enumosifevel between the two reasons. One is maybe chashad, and the other one is mipnei bitul midrash. So the difference is litmon the sheleg that soinin, which is interesting. Meaning, what if I'm doing want to insulate things to keep them cold, not to keep them hot? Now, if it's because of chashad. There's nothing wrong with that. No one's going to think you took it off the fire in order to cool it off. There's no issue of chashad. However, um, so it says, Al data de Rebbe Ba, have a conic Rebbe Ba, it'll be There's no issue of chashad. Have a data Rabbanan that were trying to make sure that everything you need to do before Shabbat, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, everything you need to do is done before Shabbat, so maybe to my midrash, then it's all manners of activity, not just the issues that concern the Bishul, even this Hatmana in Shelag. Okay. Let's now do the last little piece. Um, so what's interesting here is here we're talking about um, leaving things on a like a, 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 he says 
It's a question here. Is Ikaragzer Batmana who Vegazushi Bekirasha in a Grufa Atu Hatmana? In other words, was the Ikaragzera their prime concern of Kotuduat Hatmana? And therefore, this, the extension of that Gzera was a Kira stove that hasn't, wasn't Grufa Atuma? Or was it the other way around? Or Ikaragzera was Kira Vaasuratmana Atu Kira? Okay, so the question is now. Uh, by the way, this is this is uh, this might actually work a little better according to the Shittah that says this, that, that Hatman has got to do with Remetz because both the reasons are Shem Yechdebe right? But uh, again, Reb Chaim explained this way, but the question is, they seem to go hand in hand. Which is the Ika Gzeira? Okay, so then it continues. Asru Kira Sheheb Lemuetet Mipnei Kira Sheheb Lemuruba. Reb Chaim explains here, in other words, really a Kira itself, meaning a stove we've said, who doesn't have a, produce a lot of heat? That was really only asur because of the gzeir that applied to a well, not a kira, but really what has a lot of heat. He says that's a tanur. Okay, so now the, the real primary concern has got to do with a, a tanur and they extended it to kira. So, Presume we're talking about shehia here. Shehia mean living on the stove. Asur meaning. When it came to a, uh, they said that a, a tafshil that's fully cooked, they said is asur. This is again by a stove. That's why by an, again, like an oven or the shi'an, things like that. But we, again, we're assuming it's not grufa kutuma. It's, it's very important to understand the sugya because all this doesn't make sense. So it says, then they said asur, even a tafshil shinipak shel kod because of the real concern of a tafshil shel nipak shel kod Okay. And finally, it says asur chamin mitne tafshil shinipak kod and as we said in our Mishnah previous, a beginning of Karakira, if it's not Grufa Aktuma, it doesn't matter what you put, want to leave on the stove. You can't, whether it's cooked food or water, that's Mitzta Mekvarela, Varala. Meaning the longer you leave it there, it's going to be detrimental to it. And then there's Chazru Tiru. nonetheless, what happened is they will come to Matir the Chamin. That, in other words, the Mishnah that we said that didn't hint to differentiate between a Tavshil and Chamin on a stove that's not Grufa Aktuma, was prior to this point. Where they, chazru, where they actually said, no, there's no reason to make the extend the xera all the way to Chamin as well, because there's something in Sambayak Barala. And then it continues, Tami, then before, this is a bit of an introduction tomorrow, but I want to mention this because we're going to discuss this whole understanding of Remetz. It says, Tani She'en Tomnimba Remetz, and this we're going to discuss soon. But if you have a look here, what's the issue of Tamnimba Remetz? Now, according to way that we said before that the Babli concerned Remetz is Shemei Chatebekechalim, things like that, Ruchain doesn't say that here, because again, According to him, the Yerushalmi doesn't address that concern. That doesn't that doesn't play out in this sugya at all. So the concern is, why can't you tomim beremetz these, these ashes, hot ashes? That is simply because it's a levasha musif hevel. It's like any other um, insulating material that increases heat, and we're not allowed to do that. But that we're going to discuss that in tomorrow's daf Hashem. Okay, Kolto, have a good day, everyone.